Stories make the world. That is how the world works. We live inside stories. I think a good story has to make you feel emotional. It's got to touch the real core of you as a person. I think the key thing is that stories need to come from different people. Every time I read a good story, it gives me a different perspective of the world. And it's a how we imagine an alternative. Stories are at the heart of all great moments of change. So that's how we perceive the world, it's how it makes sense to us. We can't live without stories. If you want to tell your story, get in touch with Work in Word on hello at workinword.co.uk. Welcome to another episode of A Bit of Swaz. I'm your holy ghost, Mr. Nathan Blake, and uh, well... We're seven and three, another two positive results. Quite remarkable, really. Right in that playoff spot, ready to ready to tear down Bournemouth or whoever else stands in our way. It's uh like I said, it's been a remarkable run. Fantastic and uh dare we dream, people. Dare we dream. So big shout out to our sponsors, Move Sounds, Orchard Productions, and of course Working Word. And uh, to our overseas uh, fans as well, buenas dias to you in South America and Spain and what have you. And also, uh, we've got clientele in Vegas. I'm uh, I'm seeing on our Twitter handle, Mr. Tight. So um, remember, we're at Swaz Pod, Twitter, Facebook. Remember to like, share, comment. But most of all, remember to subscribe. So, Mr. Tight. You know, you sent me this message from someone rolling through Vegas with, with, with Swaz playing. Well, if you think about who are the big draws in Vegas, you think about Tom Jones playing the strip. You think about Tony. You think about <laughs> you think about Tony Bennett. I love Tony Bennett. I love Tom. My mum went to Vegas and she had tickets for Tony Braxton and she was buzzing to see Tony Braxton. And then it was cancelled. So she was gutted. But the thing is, these big names pale into insignificance when you realise that Swaz is being listened to on the strip in Vegas by um, by a top man. He's a big bluebird. His name's Di Richards. Di is in a performance group called the Tenors of Rock. And they've got a show on the strip in Vegas. Mm. And uh, Di's been listening. I'd like an invite. Yeah, I know. Well, you know, I'm not sure we're going worldwide. I don't know if... Maybe we could do a live recording before Di's show. I don't know how we'd go down with the gamblers and the uh, the holidayers. You know, any Cardiff City fans in the house? Put your hands up. <laughs> <laughs> whoop, 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 whoop. Come on. And then I'll start the ooh. Get the Ayatollah going in Vegas, man. You know how it is. <laughs> you can just see you can just see it now, looking out across <laughs> Vegas and everyone doing the iron tire. Go on, son. I'll be Go going on. around going around getting the chips out of their pockets when their hands are in the air. It'd be uh, <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Yeah. The diddler. So, mate, listen, listen, let's 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 kick right on. I, I quite like the fact that we're like we're getting listeners globally. I, I love that. I love that thought. Anyone from outside of the UK, just let us know where you're listening from. We've had one more message, actually, a, a guy called Steve Watkin. So welcome, Steve, to the pod. All right, Stevie. So Steve's really enjoying getting his Bluebirds fix in British Columbia, Canada. So, Steve, thanks for listening, mate. 
Yeah, I just and, and Steve, I just discovered I got family in uh, Canada. Yeah, uh, my uncle uh, introduced me to what would be, uh, I think, a second cousin. He does like the family tree of yeah. the Blakes, and he he lives in Canada, right? And he's telling me, "Oh, you got family in like Crew." <laughs> I'm like, "Huh? Where?" He's like, wow. "Crew, Manchester." I'm like. Don't you mean Cheshire? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got family <laughs> there. There's Blakes there. There's Blakes in Stafford. There's Blakes in here. I'm like, wow. They're all related. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're all related. You're all related. So, Steve, get us yeah. get a spare room ready. We're co- we're coming over. <laughs> yeah, and and also get that strip ready. We're coming to Vegas. Full Ayatollah up. Vegas, full Ayatollah up. Yeah, man. So, listen uh, again. Two results, mate. Let's let's get straight into the foot. Yeah. A good point against Middlesbrough, but I think we we're probably fortunate. If if I'm totally honest, and if yeah. you look at the the stats, I know they can they can be played one way or another. But you know, we didn't even have a corner in that game, which I found remarkable for us. You know, um, so to come out with a draw was, was superb, Dan. You have to say, yeah, it was one of those games where you know we've we've the fans have been saying for so long, and you know the amount of questions we've had in about. Do we need to rest players? Do we need to rest players? Do we need to rest players? And there's two scores of thought in there. You know, my old man will keeps been saying for the last few weeks, players want to play. You know, if you if you're winning, you're buzzing. You you know you you want to play. And, and maybe that Middlesbrough game was a, I don't know, was it tiredness? Was it tactics? Was it the fact that Warnock was just really up for it and you know, mm. fighting fire with fire in in a, in, a, in a way of in a similar kind of you know, tactics and game plan maybe to us. You know, he knows those he knows a lot of those players inside out because he would have bought them. But, you know, Middlesbrough had a lot of the ball. I thought we were just, we still looked really, really, really solid though. Those, def- you know, Flint had a great game and it was unlucky really that it was Flint's clearance that just deflected and we were lucky to get a point, but we could have hung on. And it, it, the reason we would have hung on would have been that solidity, you know, that shape that we've got now. It was one of those where we then score from a long throw. Morrison just, you know, <laughs> flicking his ponytail at it and then making sweet, sweet love to the turf again. And you're thinking, are we going to do this now without even looking that much of an attacking force in a game? But, you know, they got back into it and that's fair enough. And well, you can't win every game. We'll, we'll take a point. What I did think about their goal was if you're Aiden Flint, right, I know he's probably thinking to himself or I was thinking to myself, you know, because I did play a year at centre half, believe it or not, people. Yeah, um, you go into that challenge. You you don't swipe it there, right? And I know it's it's you know it's easy after the event, but even when he when I watch it, I thought usually you go in with like a double block tackle where you kind of you don't jump in with your studs off the floor. You jump in with your standing up. You jump in block any sort of because you know he's gonna swing, but you know. You know, I'm gonna, this is going to bounce away from goal. I thought, like, him trying to, like, swipe clear it there and when he's six yards from his own goal, I think he's probably thought himself after, shite, why did mm. I do that? I should have just gone with a, with a straight-up block tackle. I would have munched the boy, right? Because the chances are in the box, you know, if you get any of the ball, they're not going to give a penalty. And he, he, yeah. he was probably... 60 40, 55 45 to win it because he did get there first, right? Yeah. Aside from that, I thought you're right, yeah, we do look like a, a really solid outfit. We've, we've, we've become 
so well organized in such a short space of time and um you know neil harris must be thinking he must be looking good i told you so <laughs> i told you we were brilliant i told you i just couldn't i just couldn't rig that water out of that rag man it just yeah. in the end it was almost <laughs> impossible it was almost impossible but again last night you know it's almost like becoming the norm you know free not free flowing totally but yeah four goals again you know, against I think Derby are struggling. To be fair, do you know what I mean? I I I just I look at their um, no disrespect their owner, and I look at the decisions he makes, and I just think he loves burning money. That guy, we've been there ourselves. We we we, we like we like burning money. It, it, it's sad to see such a, a a great club in that position. But hey, nothing to do with us. We are uh, we're on a. We're on a fantastic run, you have to say. Seven and three, like I said, in the opening gambit. I'm, I'm, I'm like, even I'm like, wow. It, we're, on a, we're on a roll now to the point where, was it 12 games to go? We're going to be mm. uh, unbelievable. It's going to be really difficult to stop Cardiff, I think. I think Mick McCarthy's like, wow, as well, because he would never have expected to come in and, <laughs> and do, and do yeah. this well. Especially He's, after uh, the two draws. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think... Uh, I don't know if I've said this on the pod before, but I wonder if he's he's trying to uh, get one over on Roy Keane because they've obviously they've had beef for years. It's like Keane took Sunderland yeah. over when they were near the bottom and they won the league. Is he like you know anything you can do, Keane? I I can do better. <laughs> but um, can you imagine? I think um, so. An, an interesting thing with Derby, obviously Rooney's come in and they their results did pick up. A little Rooney story: early two thousands when Rooney was just breaking through. Uh, I lived in Liverpool at the time and I was I was working in I get like I suppose what you could describe as a Scouse Selfridges. You know, they didn't have Selfridges in Liverpool, but it was a a Liverpool version and I was just like on the shop floor one day. Open is called. I was on the um on the shop floor one day looking around and I was like, Ah, oh, there's uh, Robbie Fowler over there. Robbie Fowler was in with his, his missus and his kids and having a little shop. And I looked over and I was like, oh, and there's Wayne Rooney. He must have been like, oh, I suppose about 17 at the time. And they, they come around the corner, like around some Armani jackets or something and bump into each other and stop and have a little chat. And I was trying to listen in because it was just around the time that Rooney would have taken. <laughs> <Rooney, laughs> you know, do you want any help, lads? Uh, you know, change your rooms are just over there. It was just around the time that um, Rooney, Rooney had just taken Fowler's place in the England squad. So, um, oh, cheers. Yeah, but they, you know, they they stopped and had a nice little chat, and you know, they would have both been Liverpool boys, you know, at, at the time at their at their boyhood clubs, doing well. So, great listen, great city, love, love one of my favourite cities, Liverpool. Actually, great night out. Used to have yeah. some great nights out in a in a bar called Mosquito. My old friend Bez used to run it. That in the living room. Listen, big shout out to him. Yeah, I remember yeah, the living yeah, room, yeah. yeah. Yeah, great nights, mate, in that sweaty little uh, box downstairs. But, whew, could tell you some stories, Daniel. Going a few states, walking out of there at four or five in the morning, <laughs> I can tell you. Oh, well, trying to walk. I think I was going like, doing that thing where you go like building the building across the road, yeah. like touch one and then across the road and touch the other. You know what I mean? We've all been there, Dan. We've all been there. We have. Sadly, sadly not that often recently, you know. In clubs, but yeah, well, times have changed. But listen, back to the playoffs. You know, 
there's that little. I think we're in a little, <clears throat> excuse me, a little mini league now between. Mm. It's like ourselves, Bournemouth, Barnsley, Middlesbrough. You know, there's a couple of points in it. What I would say is ourselves and and uh, Bournemouth especially got a, a, a our goal difference like it is has improved remarkably, yeah. and it's us and, and Bournemouth. So if it went down the goal difference, it's going to be between us two. I know, and it, listen, there's still twelve games to go, right? So there's 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 a lot of points to play for. But Reading, I think, have got to keep up that, you know. That form as well, because there's only a game or two in between, like yeah. four points, five points in between us and them. So it's it's going to be a, a fascinating end of the season. It's about who holds the nerve now. Yeah, I think um, the fact being in that mini league, goal difference is going to be massive. We, we, we're actually mm. the second highest scorers in the division now behind, behind Brentford. Know. 50 Crazy. odd? 50, 53, yeah. 53, I think, somewhere like that, yeah. 53. It's, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, brilliant, and you, you look at Borough and, and Barnsley. If we all ended up on equal points, that's where they're quite some way behind us. They're yeah. gonna have to go some to close that gap in uh, twelve games. You know, we've we've been in so many playoff races over the years, haven't we? And it's always felt like we've been the one with a crap goal difference, thinking, "Are oh, we like two points behind, or we're two points ahead?" Ah, uh, but their goal difference is loads yeah. better, so that's an extra point. So, yeah, it, it, well, it makes a change. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it, it, it makes it makes it makes a nice change, doesn't it? That we're talking positively about the amount of goals we've scored, and um, it's uh, like I said, the, the turnaround. I just put it down to simplicity. I would say, not overcomplicating things, coaching, being asked to do a job. And knowing if you don't do that job, you're probably not going to play. I think Mick McCarthy's that that that's the beauty of him. He, you know, he he's straightforward. No game playing. You know, if he if you don't pull your weight, you don't play, sort of thing. And if he thinks it's right to make a change, you make a change. It's not personal. It's just about the team and it's about winning. You know, seeing them change over the last month or so has been like, well, like I say, even I'm like pretty blown away by the whole thing and I think we're playing lovely stuff we're, we're playing lovely football uh, it's not just you know okay the goal at Middlesbrough is a throw in off the head into the back of the net keeper more scores from a corner yesterday mm. you know that, that first goal Bakuna's goal and the second goal Bak- B- sorry Bakuna's second goal you know the move oh, you know strong. more out to, out to Bennett Bennett just a lovely ball through to Bakuna great finish by Bakuna the first one and the second one you know the the pullback from Ojo when Ojo's in the box, he's got a sight of goal. He's had a few sighters that have gone straight at the keeper, and you see him pull it back, and he almost it almost felt like he pulled it back too far. But then Bakuna's just coming straight in and great finish. It's not you know the amount of sh- shots we had on goal. This isn't. I think we did play good football under Warnock as well at times. You know the. Um, that Leeds game, some of those goals. There's, there's one of those goals against Leeds when we, when we turned them over the promotion season. The passes in, in that goal, I think, so Hall walks in into the net at the end. Were not if you'd have, if you'd have looked at that passage of play and said, "Who's the manager of that team?" No one would have said Neil Warnock. So I, I think we get a bit, you know, a lot of the good stuff under Warnock gets forgotten. What Warnock was a very um, basic way of playing, right? Two wide men. One tricky, one lightning quick. 
get to the byline, cross the ball, set pieces. So I think I think I think when you can, <clears throat> I think the problem for me and the Neil's team is that the fact that you can remember a standout goal against Leeds. <laughs> yeah. Right. But if I said to you, okay, name me five more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd probably struggle. All right, and 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 that that is, I think, watching this team, in comparison to that, I think we're we're far better equipped with. Not the front three are more equipped to play in football. They're just more of the modern, you know, the Ojos, the Wilsons. They're more of the modern type, sort of keep the ball, you know, attack at pace, counter-attack in football. Whereas I, I felt uh, <coughs> under Neil Warnock, it was just pretty straightforward. No airs, no graces. You know, if, if you're marking Daniel tight and he goes to the toilet, you follow him. You know what I mean? If yeah, he goes yeah. for hot dog, you follow him sort of thing. And... um I think that ended up creating its own problems as well because when you play against rotation, you know, anyone will tell you, you know, if I rotate against you, Dan, I'm not necessarily rotating to get the ball, but yet I take you out of one of the major positions, say centrally yeah. in midfield, I drag you out to the left, I drag you out to the right, and I cause you more problems than what you're going to handle. But still, listen, it was successful. I think the football we're playing now, though, and remember, he's only come in you know, what, two months ago? Yeah. Right? And, and you could say, well, the, 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 ch- the change is, is night and day. The organisation is night and day. The positional, starting positions of players is night and day. It's just all round, you know, better. And now you've got a team that has genuine confidence, which is, is, is going to be a really, really, um, you know, hard task to try and try and stop. Nice for Bakuna last night because, you know, after that Middlesbrough game and maybe a bit of tiredness, he's he's rotated it. You know, he rested Wilson and Murphy, brought in Ojo and Bakuna. If you look at those goals that Bakuna scored and you put Harry Wilson there, we'd be creaming, wouldn't we? Like, ah, you know, what that was well, well worth the, the, the loan fee and let's try and sign him for Absolutely. twenty for 20 million. Well, Bakuna's yeah. already on the books and he scored two, two crackers last night, you know? Yeah, but again, Dan, I would in analy- in analysing it, I'd say why, and I would say, well, what did we say last week? He's playing further forward. Yeah, he's not he's not being asked to play that because he's you know I don't think he's, I think he can be, but I think sometimes he loses his discipline in that central midfield and he empties it too easy, right? So it's quite it's 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 a masterstroke in some senses, but. Blatantly obvious in other senses, you know, play him further forward because he can strike a ball. I've seen him like Premier League, you know, some yeah. fantastic goals in the Premier League. So I, I, I just think it's, you know, giving players the opportunity to play to their full strength. Do you know what I mean? And I think Pakuna is far better, more advanced and pushed a bit, bit higher up Uh than he is being asked to play in that discipline sort of two, especially when you're playing up against a three. That was, that was a, I think, uh, another mistake um, Harris would often make is, is try and go with a two in midfield and revert to 4-4-2, yeah. which is sort of like a default setting. But um, great, great role. We're just on a great role, mate. Yeah. We're just on a great role. Talking of Bakuna scoring in the Premier League, City fans might remember this, an away day in the first time round in the Premier League at Villa Park. Bakuna scored a free kick right at the end against us. We lost 2-0. I remember that day for two things. One was we went on we went on Tony Jeffrey's bus and 
it broke down before we got to Newport. You're thinking Villa Park away. Oh, easy day out. Like, you know, two hours. We'll be in the pub early. Crack yeah. in. Like a lot of time in the pub. Break down before Newport. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> and the second, the second thing was, that was the first time, you know, we won't say anything about the man and what he later did and what he might have been doing at the time. But that was the first time that the fans sang the Don't Sack Mackay song to the tune of Billy Ray Cyrus's Achy Breaky Heart. Yeah. So, yeah, I remember that day. Yeah. But the most important thing now from that day was Bakuna, who was scoring goals and now he's scoring them for us. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I, I, I just think they've been very... I mean, it wasn't a subtle change in going to a back three, bringing in Flint. You know, Phillips, obviously, was a force change. Um, bringing back Pack going with that four across midfield uh, and Wilson in, in that 10 position. I, I think, you know, some of the changes have been subtle. Yeah. Uh, but I would say from almost midfield to the back three, that, that's that's a huge change, goalkeeper as well. Yeah. And to see them just click in, in such a short space of time, it was almost as if, <clears throat> not, not. I, I would never label this at players because I, I've been there. You don't stop playing for the manager. You just, you just all round lose confidence as a team. Do you know what I mean? You, you, you start to expect to concede rather than thinking we expect to score and win. We, we, oh look, it's gone in again. And I think, think we were in that position. But you mentioned the changes. The, the, the fact now you can rotate like Ojo, Wilson, Murphy. You know what I mean? You, you are starting to get as well, you know, a, a little bit of rotation in, in that front three and what, what you're capable what you're capable of. So um it's an, it it just bodes well, you know. I, I just yeah. I, I really I, I really I really hope that at boardroom level they're not sitting back enjoying the show. Right? Because like I I, I always say you, you actually don't have time to rest. It's just a continuous, continuous. The only time you get to say, I told you so, is the day you're successful. And then the day after, as I've said before, the doubt was that. Well, can you do it again? If you're Man City, if you're Liverpool now, you won the Premier League, right? You have your day in the sun. The day after you've lifted the trophy, uh, can you win it back to back? Do you know what I mean? You only get a 24 hours like, stay of execution. The rest is like, you're on death row. Do you know what I mean? Simple as that. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> listen, I just, see us, I just see us going in the right direction. And like I said, I just hope those behind the scenes uh, are, really, are really improving things. I think like, even little things, like, I think like Cardiff City TV can improve. There's there's a little thing I, I I've spoken to you I've spoken to a few people and they're saying like um, you know yeah. uh, it needs to be better blah 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 and you're paying for the subscription you know improve it guys do you know what I mean make make it better make just make the whole club lift the standards of the club and I think you know with a billionaire owner you know the, the world's your oyster really and truly I think one thing that was nice to see on Cardiff City TV last night. But they didn't get. They didn't quite get it right because the sound from the interviewer you couldn't hear was. That's, they had, that's they had those a post- are the things I'm talking about. Yeah, but they had a post-match interview, which was brilliant. Mm. And you're thinking, like on the pitch, yeah, brilliant. Why? Why were we not doing this before? Anyway, forget about that. Keep doing it. Get the sound from the mm. interviewer on. I think the commentators are, are good because they, God, they know championship football inside out. You know, they'll talk about a player's history and 
you know, it blows me away the, the knowledge they've got of the opposition at times. Get but, Jay um, Mohammed in there. <laughs> yeah. That's an idea. He's yeah. always he's always in the director's box every time I see his <laughs> punk ass. He's always in the director's box giving him big licks, man. He, you listening, Jace? Yeah, well, he, he, if he is, uh, he should be at work. What's his ass doing? Get back to work. <laughs> but no, seriously, I, I think I think little thing little things like the TV. We've spoken about the academy. I just I just you know I just think the club is in a position now. When you when you start winning mm. like this, it, it it becomes habitual. You know, even if we don't make the playoffs and go up or anything like that. What you've got is a fantastic foundation for next season to build upon. You can improve that squad with three or four players, make it even stronger, and really be going into next season with expectation, right? Which, as a player, well, I can speak for myself, you love because it's pressure, yeah. right? People saying to you, you've got to get promoted. It's almost like, well, okay. Right, it, it's 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 black and white, right? There's no grey. It's it's quite straightforward. And 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 uh, what you'll find is players, you know, play up to that. They'll they'll perform to that. So, you know, fingers crossed, mate. Things are happening behind the scenes. I'm told that we're starting to look for a new training ground and stuff like that. So if that's true, again, that's a great step in the right direction as a club. You know, jump on this sort of gravy train and and, and build. Build things you need to be building. And, uh, you know, generally take the club forward. Genuinely. We'll probably go into questions now, Nate, will we? Yeah, I was going to say, we're at, we're, I'll just mention, as per usual, we're at Swaz Pod on Twitter and Facebook. So remember to like, share, comment and subscribe. And um, it's that time. It's that time we engage with our peeps. So what are they saying out there, Dee? We'll link to that, really. So Craig Parfit Parry. CPP. Welcome, 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 welcome. Does Tan give McCarthy a, long, a longer contract now or does he wait? So, yeah, that's a behind-the-scenes thing. Is that something we... Yeah, again, I would say what you're waiting for. You know, negotiate. There should be negotiations going on. Clearly, the players like the manager. Clearly, the manager's done a good job. It's not been like a flash in the pan of three or four games and then downward spiral. Mm. The players are playing up and above where... I think anyone thought they could be at this stage of the season after such a poor run. Yeah, it it it, it works. You know what I would say is you might. I wouldn't say giving him a three or four year contract, but definitely I'd be saying, you know, we got to extend, and we can we we can then park that about worrying about a manager for the next six months, right? So we we'll review it again come the summer. You know, when 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 the when the season starts kicking off, we'll review the situation then as as the season starts to develop. All right, but I think it, it, in a in a player's mind, it it, it settles as well. Do you know what I mean? Because there's it, nothing worse than a revolving door. It, mm. it, it some people think, oh well, it works like they say at Watford, it works. It work. It, listen, anyone can be relegated at any time, but what you're asking, you know what I mean? It's like me and you being introduced to new friends every week. Mm. You know, I don't want new friends every week. Yeah. <laughs> <Do> you <know laughs> I mean? The odd new person, no problem. You introduce, you get on, great, blah, 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 blah. Do you know what I mean? But, you know, you don't want new friends every week, 
know what I mean? We, I mean, we, we've got a new friend in, in Johnny Owen, came on the show a couple yeah, of weeks yeah, ago, yeah. right? Great guy, looking forward to spending time with him, looking forward to getting out to the pub with him in the summer or in the spring when we're able. Uh, I would consider Johnny a new friend, right? But, you know, you, you don't want new friends every month, every year. You know, as a player, you don't want to see that revolving door of, of managers because it, it, it reflects on you, really and truly. Do you know what I mean? That you're not being able to carry out what the manager's asking and then like, the knock-on effect then is the board don't trust him, loses the respect of the players, the manager goes, new one comes in, a lot of promises made mm. and then it, it becomes, you know, a, a cycle of, you know, a downward spiral rather than an upward surge for me. So um, I would, yeah, I, suppose I, well, I would. Yeah, I suppose as well when we've got a couple of key performers who are on loan, and we'll be thinking about what am I up to next season? And they've performed under McCarthy, and you know the the reassurance of knowing that the man who's you know got some good performances out of them. Look, I think Ojo was performing well under Harris anyway. Uh, Wilson maybe you know he's definitely better now, isn't he? Because he's in a, he's in a position he wants to play. You know that could that could play into their longer term thinking as well. It's not even longer term thinking, is it? It's March now. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. If you're a player whose contract Those... with us runs out in May, it's two months. Mm. Yeah, exactly. So there's a lot, as you see, there's a lot of work to do. Like like Harry Wilson, I think, you know, I think we all see he's a fantastic player, but himself, I think now if I if I was speaking to him, I'd say it's time to find a home. Right, you've got to lay down roots somewhere. If if you genuinely feel that you've got an opportunity still at Liverpool, by all means. But if you don't, then you know. There's a home for you here. Does he have a girlfriend, a wife? I'm not sure. A uh, child? I'm not sure. But, you know, look at selling him a package of bringing him to Cardiff and keeping him here and, and, and start to build, you know, um, the club around footballers, you know, around, around quality, quality players. Again, my fantasy of the likes of Alan Ramsey, maybe it comes true. You know, I don't think many people thought Craig Bellamy would sign for Cardiff when he did. Yeah. But he did, right? So there's like nothing's outside of the realms of possibility when it comes to football. And uh, I think if you're a football club, if you're Cardiff City and you think like that and understand that, but understand also that when you're going out there, you can't just go out there and say, oh, Aaron, come and play for us or... You know, Harry, you know, sign here because you're Welsh and, you know, we love you and it's Cardiff and we're the capital. You know, you, right, where's he going to live? His schools, you know, what, what, what's his interests? Are the things here that entertain him? And, you know, even if you love golf, introduce him to people. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Celtic Manor, go and get the membership or whatever. You know, a little plug for the Celtic there. There's uh, obviously other golf courses <laughs> in, in Cardiff, like uh, St. Allen's <laughs> is a good one. Uh, but you, you understand what I mean, Dan? It, it, it is, it's not just about signing a player, you know what I mean? It, it, yeah. It's your home. And your training ground, I always say the training ground is your second home because you spend so much time there. You spend all week there. You only go to the ground on a Saturday, do you know what I mean? Or a Tuesday night. So I, I think if if... If, if the club want to get serious about promotion, going forward and, and getting up and staying up, I think those things, you know, on top of one or two other things or a few other things are so important. They're critical, really. And I can tell you that from a player's standpoint. I remember signing for clubs in the 90s and you kind of just left to your devices. Mm. 
right? You go and find a house to rent. You know, you know, I've never lived in this city or this town or, you know, I don't know anywhere. It takes you like three months to get your bearings. Yeah. You know? Happened to be in Sheffield. Got lost a couple of times in Sheffield. <laughs> Didn't end up in a Wednesday area, did you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, Chesterfield, I, I would, I would migrate between Chesterfield and the edge of Sheffield. I didn't oh, go over God. the other side, the blue half. Never never went past the city centre. Go past the city centre, you're going into blue territory. Nope. I remember I remember going to Chesterfield on a Sunday, would have been in the early early two thousands, when when I was living in Liverpool and went over and we were I can't remember what year it was, but Gareth Ainsworth played for us. And um we won. And that was a hairy walk back to the train station. Let me tell you. Mm. Luckily, my dad's mate, Jamie, who's from the Valleys, was like, come with me, boy. You'll be all right. And I was like, I'm sticking with Jamie, yeah? So thanks for that, Jamie, if you're listening, yeah. 20, 20 years later. <laughs> yeah. Looking after our little dad, dad. <laughs> I was. So what else we got, dad? What else we got out there? So Riddy and Bowen Phillips. Welcome, Rid. Riddy and top Riddian, man. What's happening, Rids, man? What's happening? Riddy and Bowen Phillips. Yeah, Rid does the... Um, like team announcements for the Wales games, Rid does. Massive okay. City fan. As well, Ridian. Massive yeah. City Go fan. Go on, Rids. So what's uh, he saying? It's, it's kind of stuff what we spoke about, but let's see if there's anything else there. So, you know, what have Mick and Terry done? Can you put your finger on it, Nathan, or is it a combination of wonderful things? Just sprinkle the little angel <laughs> that's done over the... You know, it's just, listen, it, I, I, I don't know what they've done. Right, from watching a, a football's perspective, the organisation clearly you can see that. Uh, we spoke about starting positions. I spoke about how important that is. A yard too far forward, a yard too deep, two yards too deep makes all the difference. It means I can score a goal if I'm a centre forward by inches. I'm onside and things like that. So those are clearly evident. You can see them. You. You also, right from the get-go, I think it was a bit of a masterstroke in not playing Harry Wilson. Yeah. Because because everybody is obviously thinking, you know, he's the main man or one of the main man. So when you don't, then, you know, you sit him down, it kind of gives everyone a sort of little shot in the arm, like, you know, it, no one's guaranteed, right? So Tough love. You know. Yeah, yeah, man, yeah. So I, I thought that was a masterstroke, but I, I, I generally believe it's, it's that's was you know I think coming back at Barnsley was a big, was a big uh, confidence boost as well. So um, there's 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 lots of little things that have happened, but generally between the team, I just think they just become more organised, which then has helped us to win games, which has then helped us to build the confidence. Then, like we said last week, you know, getting the result against Bournemouth, that's another, you know, on top of our already confident team, you then boost the, themselves again with a, you know, a big win there and people saying, oh, you know, you know they haven't beaten anybody. So, listen, it's, it's all going in the right direction for me. And I wouldn't say it's rocket science that, that Mick and Terry have done anything, you know, specifically special. They're just good practices, I suppose, in football that basically tend to get you decent results. One thing I'm loving is there's always a little video or a picture of Terry when the players are coming off the pitch. And obviously, 
we we tend to have won the game at the moment. And he, he's just absolutely buzzing. He's just beside himself. He's like, Rah! players yeah, are all well, high-fiving him. It, and... it, well, it, 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 you keep that going for as long as possible, Dan. Do you know what I mean? Because you've now got a belief and you've now got a manager and a coach who the players believe in. Because what you find is a lot of the like a lot of the staff, like the physios and stuff like that, don't change. Yeah. But what I always say is their opinions change with the manager. <laughs> right? They're like they're like chameleons, mate. They're like one minute they're like, ah, oh, you know, if the manager's shouting, ah, oh, he's rubbish, he's and they're like, yeah, yeah, he's rubbish, rubbish, rubbish. Then the new manager comes in and goes, ah, oh, he's a great player. And they go, yeah, he is a great player, right? So <laughs> those, those sorts of backroom <laughs> staff, the, the, the mainstays, they don't change. But yeah, yeah, yeah. The importance of your manager and his team, uh, who he brings along, is, is, is vital. And, um, you know, not a big team. You know, it's not like they brought seven or eight people with them. You know, the, the small, what, three, three people? Yeah. Uh, four max. And, you know, you have to say they've done a fantastic job so far. And I think what you can see, it's, it's, it's beyond where they thought was not possible, but they imagined would happen. They probably thought at this position, if we can, you know, what, 10 games in, if we can get three or four wins in 10 games and, you know, settle things down, steady the ship, those old cliches, and then start to build and, you know, work towards maybe getting to, you know, the top 10 and then maybe work towards the play. You know, I generally thought that's kind of our role. We'll go forward, most definitely. But, you know, the, the transformation has been literally click of the fingers, hasn't it? Yeah. Speaking about backroom staff being there forever, I saw some good pictures online this week of um, Harry Parsons' testimonial. Oh, and he's going to mention um, Harry. Yeah, he's lovely, man. He's <laughs> against he's Spurs. I remember running on the... I must have only been about 11, but running on the pitch after, I ripped up a bit of turf and I had it like in the in our porch on Morland Road in Splot for like weeks after, a bit of Ninian Park turf. What was Harry Parsons like? Because he was he was at the club for years when he one of those. Oh mate, he was, he, was, he, was, he was a diamond. But like uh, when I got there, I obviously come from uh, Chelsea, and I was I was in two minds whether I was going to carry on playing football. But I ended up going to Cardiff, and uh, he was like the kit man. And yeah, ah, oh, listen, kit men are traditionally right. They have all the kit, but they you think they've paid for it themselves out <laughs> their own pocket, right? Because your socks, like the socks, could shrink to about like to fit a ten-year-old, and you'd be saying like, "Harry, like I need a new pair." Ooh, be another month before I get another order, and what have you, and blah. blah. And then you know, some all of a sudden he'd open the kit door, and you'd say, "Well, what are they?" And he go, "Oh, you know, they they're just in case, you know." Just, come on, like they they just they store the kit. He used to store the kit like like a like a squirrel with some nuts, like you know what I mean? He'd, like and kit stored and stashed <laughs> and, and sometimes the kit would be like like three years old so you don't even wear it anymore right you just want it for training or whatever <laughs> but because it was in a wrapper he would he would uh he would give it out but listen wonderful guy my thing with harry was i used to rip his kegs down all the time right so he'd have like <laughs> tracks of bottoms lasticated so me and windy miller 
<laughs> we, used say, we, used, we used to do it all the time. Windy would say, you're here, Harry, Harry, Harry. Just a, let me let me talk to you. And as he turned around, I come behind him. <laughs> his keg's down. And he, you, Blakey, I'll kill you. you, you. So, and then, just to show how much we really loved him, right? When we got promoted in, uh, in 93... Rick Wright come on the bus and uh, planted like about six grand in cash and said, like, book yourselves a trip, fellas, right? So we said, to, I think Cal Dale was left in charge of it. He ended up booking a club 18 to 30s to Cavos, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> when you look back, you think, huh? <laughs> but at the time, like, I was, I was only like a 20, 20 year old kid. So for us it, it was great me and Surly Gavin Wardley badly we thought yeah we're just gonna go and get wasted but we took Harry with us and you can imagine he's got one of these all the old people used to wear the tea cosy things and like and like knots like a handkerchief <laughs> on their head because he was bald headed and um, we were like, we, we'd be on the beach but uh, uh, you know I hope you don't mind me saying but Harry had the Biggest set of knackers you've ever seen, like a ball, right? <laughs> <laughs> and he was yeah. on the beach, and like, we were like, Harry, you know, you need to put that waist to something. Like, and he's like, oh, 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 sorry, yeah, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry about that, sorry, but ah, oh, man, he was just, listen, when I think about him, fond, fond memories, and he, he, it brings a smile to my face, man. Oh. Uh, great guy, great. I can tell you some more Amazing. stories, but. Let's, uh, we'll end with the Cavos and Harry having his lacks out, as me and Amazing. me to call him. We'll, we'll, we'll go in back sun. in on Harry. Yeah. We'll yeah. go back in on Harry next time. Right, Philip Moss now. All right, Phil. How are you doing? Welcome to the show, mate. Welcome, welcome. Can we remember a better run and goal count of any other Cardiff City team when a new manager has come in? Well, not to go all stato on you, Phil, but... Thanks to Cardiff City message board, CCMB, big up. Lenny Lawrence had the has got the best record, best starting record. He won 11 of his first 14 games, drew the other three. And the first loss was the uh, that horrible, horrible night against Stoke in the playoffs. Oh, what a time to lose as well. What a time yeah, to lose. So, yeah, I, I, mean, it, I mean, you can say... Um, Warnock's start to the season uh, in the promotion yeah. season that was that was a bit special. He done well when he came in, but this is probably a close second now. You know, another another two or three wins. Like I say, we're, we're right in the mix, Dan. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. um, I I don't remember uh, a turnaround like this then. Do you know what I mean? You, you'd have to go the other yeah. far back. How, how far is Lenny Lawrence you're talking like? Fifteen years, early two thousands, I suppose, was it? Yeah, more than that, probably. More than that, eighteen years, yeah. maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes me feel old, boy. Makes me feel well old. Yeah. So, uh, long time, long is, that, is, is that it? Is that are we done then with the with that? No, without? couple more. Here's a good one from Josh Cole Wilkins. All right, Josh, how you doing? Welcome, welcome. Buffroid O'Keefe. Ooh, good shout. That's a great question. I'd probably go just Kiefer. Yeah. And I'll I'll tell you why. I just think Kiefer's a warrior. 
right? He's become, you know, on the ground, he's probably as reliable as a Bothroyd, right? Ball into his feet, you know, holding people up. But I think the difference between, if I was to cite the difference between the two players, Bothroyd, undoubtedly more skillful than Kiefer, right? But to me, for what Kiefer's got is improvement and what he's still got left in the tank to improve on, I would go with Kiefer uh, also playing at international level. And like I said, listen, not, I'm not saying I ever seen, because I didn't, I haven't, you know, seen Jay duck a challenge or anything like that. I just think, like, you know what you're getting with Kiefer and he, 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 he lets it know let it be known to, he doesn't care who the centre-half is, you know, and I love that about him, I really do, because that is part and parcel of what you need as a centre-forward. You can't be thinking, oh, no, I'm playing against Steve Bruce this mm. week. Oh, no, I'm playing against Gary Pallister. No, you think, well, I'm going to rip into them too. And that's what he's got, and I love that, and that's why I think he's, he's an integral part of what we are. I think you can get three or four different types of players to play with him, but for me, I, I'd, I'd go, I'd go Kiefer just over Bothroyd. Yeah, brilliant question. How about yourself, what about yourself? Where would you go? I'm gonna go for Bothroyd, and I'll tell you why. Because the memories of him playing for me will be memories of days out and being on the terrace in the sun having a beer because we were able to go. You know, Kiefer. So it's nostalgic oh, reasons why you're going to him nostalgic for not being stuck in the spare bedroom you know whereas Kiefer we haven't seen him you know I've watched him through my laptop you know so um I I agree with all the reasons you're saying Nath um but Mm. I just can't wait to go and see players like Kiefer in the flesh again and hopefully as soon you know I just I just I just love that I just love that he relishes the challenge and I see him I see his face I see him smiling sometimes you know, and then I see him aggressive sometimes, and he just—he's just in that place yeah. where, you know, I know where I am, I know where I got. I'm a gladiator, and you know, this is what I do. So, two of you bring it, and I've seen—I've seen so many centre halves double up and try and uh, get the better of him. And I'll be honest with you, I haven't seen anyone do it yet—not yeah. in the championship. I haven't seen no one where I thought, yeah, they got his number. He's—he's—he's, he's, he, and there's like I say, there's two of them nine times out of ten. So. For me, yeah, and and you know, I started as a, you know, I think Kiefer. Let's let's not put too much pressure on him. Let's he get twelve goals this season, fourteen goals. Yeah. He's never scored a lot in the championship. But what I'm saying is his progression and what he's learned. And I, I again, a, a big part of that is what he's done for Wales and Ryan Giggs bringing him in and you know believing in him to be the lead yeah. for you know donning the rel- the the red shirt. So. You know, his progression over the last... His progression since coming to Cardiff, has, again, has been fantastic. It's, it's been, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's beyond what I'd, I'd hoped. And, you know, once you're beyond what you, your expectation, then everything's a bonus, isn't it? Yeah, great question, that. Great question, though. Yeah, Jinx don't speak to you spoken to. <laughs> jinx jinx mexican jinx <laughs> that's it questions wise so uh yeah. yeah well mate listen great questions again fantastic remember 
Swaz Pod on Twitter, Facebook. Remember to like us, share, comment, you know, any comments. And uh, most of all, remember to subscribe. It was great engagement with the fans. I just I just love it, mate. I think uh I think like I say, they're the one constant. Managers come and go, players come and go, owners come and go. You know, you can't be a fan of Cardiff and think, right, I'm leaving, I'm gonna go and support Newport. It just it just doesn't happen, mate. And uh yeah. so you you know, you've gotta you've gotta as a club you've gotta really value that because um it's the be all and end all. Fans are the be all and end all. Never customers. You know, never, never customers, fans, diehard fans. So what we got coming up? We got what? Next three games, Huddersfield, Watford, Stoke. They're yeah. uh, a tricky little set of res- run of games then because Huddersfield, as you've seen what they've done to the Jacks a couple of weeks ago, pulled one out of the bag and stuck yeah. them. Uh, Watford, well, they're not, it's almost like they're just, they're just holding on in there, Watford. Right, not playing brilliant football, uh, and Stoke had a bit of a revival now, going the other way. Not sure what they get from them. So, those next three games, all winnable, I would say, Dan. And um, yeah, and then we won't speak about what comes after that because we'll we'll no. save that for uh, a couple of weeks' time. I ju- I just think last night's game was a massive one because after. Win, 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 win. Draw in at Middlesbrough. Players tired. You're thinking, oh, is that the, is that the winning run over now? But to come back and just win four 0 boom. No, that wasn't a, you know, it wasn't a very long flash in the pan. We're we're here for the long run. So I'm confident now going into these games would take us against anyone at the moment. So, but look, we must have a blip coming up because. You, that's that's how football works, isn't it? That's how the championship works. If we have it, don't get disheartened. Uh, there'll be another game in about 24 hours, won't there? So I think that the game last night was a big one because our winning run had come to an end and you're thinking, is that it now? Are we are we run out of wins? And boom, 4-0. So I fancy it's against anyone now. Huddersfield, Watford, Stoke, whatever comes after that, bring it on. Uh, we've got players to come back in. We've got a good system. I like that fighting <laughs> talk. I like it. <laughs> Little combination there. Love that, Daniel. Love it. You want to see how quick Nape's fists are there. Bring it on, right? And that's the confidence I talk about on top of like the beating Bournemouth. And then before we would go into the derby game thinking, oh, you know, it's one of them. They're struggling. I bet we struggle. And we always would struggle against a team who was struggling. That would be our undoing often. But to hear you say like, listen, bring it on. I don't care who we play against, you know. And uh with the derby fast approaching, you know, I w- I'll be honest with you, I was worried. I thought we were gonna we we would take a bit of a shellacking down there and it'd be the first time that we you know uh, a team had won both games. But listen, uh, I'm I'm far more confident in our abilities going uh, for the derby or approaching the derby than I was like two months ago. I was thinking, listen, this is going to be one of the worst years ever on top of everything else. We're going to lose home and away. Which was me. I was thinking, no, <laughs> I just can't take it. But hey, like I say, fortune favours yeah. the brave and uh, we are we are on a on a great mission. So 
So let's let's listen. It's that time we didn't have it last week. It's that time again. It's uh, the top five now. I've 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 I'm gone a little. What can I say? Sweet soulful, sweet and soulful. Yeah, I've gone soulful because you know I, I, I'm a soul man. I'm a loving out of fight the deep. You wouldn't you wouldn't believe that if you just saw those fists of his just flying. Yeah, and and and, and I, I love the little. Um, well, spin you put on it. I got a great top five this week. Uh, let, let's hope. Let, let's hope so, yeah. right? Because you know, I want to set in my car like and. Mate, you can dance. You can dance to my top five, right? Okay. I like a I like a jig on the dance floor, D. My top five Cardiff City players inspired top five. So number one, my first tune. We got Jackie Harry Wilson. Jackie Wilson, with your love is keeping me higher. And I've ever been lifted Okay, I like before. that tune. So Jackie Harry Wilson. Yeah. Then we got a bit of When I used to wear a DA and all that. <laughs> then we got <laughs> then we got Beetle Crushers. <laughs> then we got a bit of uh a bit of a crooner now. Tony Joe Bennett. Tony Bennett with the best is yet oh, to come Tony Joe Bennett. Okay, Shout out to okay. Joe Bennett. I hope he's doing all right with his uh, injury. We've then got Wilson Dylan Phillips. Wilson Phillips with Hold On, which was a banging uh, ballad from the 90s with Brian Wilson's daughter from the Beach Boys in it. Dylan Phillips there, Hold On, very appropriate for a goalkeeper. I love what you're doing here. I do, I do. I, I mean, I, I think they'll look at... I think our fans will see me as the serious music guy and you as like... <laughs> The, the the alternative. Let's just call it the alternative top five. Look, know. these are these are these are great these are great tunes as well. Classics, mate. Absolute classic. This is an amazing dancing tune. Junior Senior, Junior Hoylet Senior, Move Your Feet, which is an amazing tune. That tune reminds me, uh, two thousand and two World Cup. I was living in Nice in France. I got a job in a bar, and the first weekend I worked in the bar was uh, World Cup 2002 was on. And what was the game on my second day of work when the pub was rammed was Ireland against Spain and, and Ireland lost on pens. Who was Ireland's manager then? Mick McCarthy probably is, you know, one of his f- finest days maybe as a manager, even though they lost. You know, I think they had more possession in Ireland that day if you mm-hmm. want to talk stats uh, so, than Spain that day. So mm-hmm. yeah, nice little... Spain, yeah, yeah. Nice little link there. And then the last one is the specials with uh, free... Curtis Nelson Mandela. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's quality. That's quality. I think we'll have, I think I'm going to go with a scar one next week. Right? Yeah. Because, like, massively, when I went to see the specials and I actually had the great pleasure of, of interviewing them, right? Fantastic. At, at uh, the Student Union in Cardiff, uh, myself and Sue Charles. And, uh, great show there's so many old like you know uh scarheads there so many rude boys and there were loads of city fans and it was it was it was class i still got it on my phone now it, it was a class so we might have a little i might go with a little scar top five next week bit of bad manners bit of the beat bit of specials yeah yeah, yeah. a bit of selector yeah yeah i think i'll do that i think i'll go into my scar collection inspired and, and I, you've inspired me d look at that <laughs> You inspired me. I'm absolutely inspired. That's what I'm here to do. Absolutely. So <laughs> I'll go with my little, um, I, I, like I say, uh, this is 
more for the couple's sort of night in, sort of maybe a nice romantic evening. So we'll start with a bit of Maxwell, uh, this woman's work. And you, oh, if, yeah. you, if you hear it, you've probably heard it on the advert. You're probably thinking, ah, oh, so that's where it's from. Yeah, it, it's Maxwell. Uh, yeah. Music, soul child, half crazy. And music is spelled M-U-S-I-Q. Music, soul child, half crazy. The Isley Brothers, Caravan of Love. I love that tune, man. It's just a classic, classic, classic. And number four, my fourth tune is another classic. Fat Larry's Band. Don't let it go to your head now. Classic tune, right? And last but definitely not least, one of my favourite tunes ever is Aaron Neville. Tell it like it is. I mean... Gary and Phil's brother. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> fantastic tune. High, high, high pitch. You can't believe a guy can sing that high, but trust me, he can. Like I said, nice couples, night in, red wine, maybe. Nice. It's, uh, or sat in the garden, just chilling. Uh, a really nice top five for you, definitely. So... We're in, remember, we're at Swaz Pods on Twitter, Facebook. Remember to like, share, comment, and most of all, most importantly, subscribe. So that's a wrap, D. Another one in the in the bag. Another another week completed. Another win. Another four goals. Another another another. What can I say? Yeah, we got um one last one last thing. We've had a a request from one of the fans. Salvatore Lorella has just asked at the end of the pod, could we just say mm. happy Cardiff? So Salvatore, happy Cardiff to you, mate. Happy Cardiff, brah. Happy Cardiff. All right. That's for you, Salvatore. A special request was, was he coming in live as we're going? I, I, I like it. Yeah. I like it. I love <laughs> the engagement. So listen, peeps, that's us. That's a wrap, D. Another one down. Another one bites the dust. So, listen, have a good week, peeps. Peace and love to everybody. And we'll see you again next week. New birds. This has been a Jams and Mr. B production. Stories make the world. That is how the world works. We live inside stories. I think a good story has to make you feel emotional. It's got to touch the real core of you as a person. I think the key thing is that stories need to come from different people. Every time I read a good story, it gives me a different perspective of the world. And it's a how we imagine an alternative. Stories are at the heart of all great moments of change. So that's how we perceive the world. It's how it makes sense to us. We can't live without stories. If you want to tell your story, get in touch with Work in Word on hello at workinword.co.uk.